Welcome back to the Sideline Sportscast. We're coming at you episode number 45 here on September 30th, 2022. Uh, for our loyal listeners, you'll see we're a few days behind in recording, and that's because the uh, the three of us have just uh, endured the hurricane, Hurricane Ian, which uh, made its way through the Gulf, through Central Florida this past week. So uh, put us behind schedule a couple of days, but I am proud to say, happy to say that the three of us made it out pretty unscathed. Uh, alongside here, as always, my co-host, Logan Chappelle. Thanks for tuning in. And Zach Kemp. Uh, thoughts and prayers to everybody on the West Coast of Florida. Absolutely. I was just going to say everyone's families are good. You guys uh, made it through the storm all right? No problems? Yeah, we made it through pretty well. Uh, luckily, no, uh, no real issues at all. Yeah, just some isolated flooding and, you know, areas that we expected, but yeah, we're all good over yeah. here. Lots of rain, lots of flooding, some, uh, Logan, your, your alma mater over there, UCF, looked like there was some flooding over on the University Boulevard side of Orlando, pretty scary stuff, evacuations, and then, like Zach mentioned, thoughts and prayers to the southwest coast of Florida. For anybody who hasn't seen the news lately, they just got absolutely devastated by the storm it's sad to see uh, i'm sure the, the the casualty numbers will continue to rise as the debris and the unrest gets settled but uh the one thing that got us through the week was a little bit of thursday night football which i'm sure we'll get to um in a few minutes but before we dig into uh, the meat and potatoes of our uh podcast tonight as always we ask our listeners to join us over at sideline casters on both facebook and twitter uh, if you've noticed, we've been posting a little bit more often this past week. Memes, stories, events, anything worth mentioning is over there on the on the socials. So we we ask you, as always, to go over, check it out, leave a comment, leave a like. We appreciate the uh, the interaction. So with that being said, uh, kind of an overall topic for the NFL this past week, which was announced, and that's the new Pro Bowl games. So for those of you that follow the NFL, you have seen that the Pro Bowl is gone and the Pro Bowl games are here to stay. Days after the NFL announced that its annual All-Star game will be replaced with a multifaceted skills competition, the league has un uh, revealed additional details about the, the event. Namely, multiple 7-on-7 flag football games will headline the Sunday afternoon slot, typically reserved for a full contact matchup between AFC and FC Pro Bowlers. Uh, important thing to note will be that all any and all players voted into the Pro Bowl this year will be required to participate bearing injuries. Zach, I'm going to turn it over to you first. What's your thought here about the Pro Bowl being replaced with these quote-unquote games? Um, I think it's something that needed to be done eventually. Um, I know the ratings for the Pro Bowl are always you know, relatively high, um, even for the lack of a product that gets brought to the field. Um, I imagine that it would be the the flag football games would um would probably be something more along the lines of like a celebrity you know softball game kind of thing where they have you know some older players and some big name you know stars that come through some musical artists and different stuff like that just to you know just to i guess bring it up a little bit more um you know it's always been the joke that the pro bowl was you know, it's it's kind of just there. The players just kind of show up and don't really give that much effort. Understandably, nobody wants to get wants to get hurt, but I think it had to be done eventually, and we'll see, we'll see how this goes. 
Yeah, tying it into Orlando, you know, the Pro Bowl's been moved here recently, so it's going to be interesting, you know, to see what the turnout is. But, you know, Logan, I, th- I think about vintage Pro Bowls. I think about the longest throw competition, accuracy competitions, agility competitions. Is that what you're looking for? Or are you looking for a little bit more of a uh, updated version of, of those events we saw back in the late 90s, early 2000s? No, this is exactly what I'm looking for. It's kind of like a skills-based competition. This is what I love about the NBA's all-star program and the NHL's all-star program uh, is, is those skills competition. The games, I won't watch those. I don't care. They don't mean anything. Uh, you know, and the Pro Bowl didn't mean anything. There was no advantage, so there wasn't a point for these teams to play and try very hard. Now this is going to be a little bit more fun. It's going to be more, I think, probably more family-oriented for the players. Um, this is definitely what the NFL needed in a Pro Bowl week. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned these 90s uh, skills competitions. We started talking about this last week uh, or throughout this week, and all of a sudden my Facebook feed, when I look at like my, my sports feed, I, I'm seeing Brett Favre and Dan Marino and a young Peyton Manning, a young Tom Brady, and all these skills competitions. And I get you know sucked into watching these things, and all of a sudden the next one comes up. So I, I'm already on board with this. You know, um, It's going to be run by Peyton Manning and Omaha Productions, so it's, you know it's going to be good. So I think this is what the NFL needed. This is going to be a great step for them, and this is going to make me watch the Pro Bowl. 100%. I am so into these games. And, you know, outside of baseball, you know, being the only sport right now that the All-Star game means anything, I think anybody would agree. The Pro Bowl, which I think at one time was respected, right? When it was in Honolulu, players wanted to come out. They wanted to give their all. Um, represent their conference. But in the last decade or so, it's definitely been on the decline. Not very fun to watch. You know, players, they they don't even block or tackle really anymore. So I think this was a good change. Let Peyton Manning come in, Eli Manning come in, host these things and get us back to some uh, some exciting skills competitions, which is which is what I think everybody was looking for in the first place. But, you know, and one um, of the things they they tried last year with the digital like games yeah. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that was a good, good attempt. And I'm sure that they could probably still incorporate some of that into it. But seeing the actual players participate and see their skills shut off is, is what's best for the NFL, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Josh Allen versus Mahomes, deepest pass competition. Give me Tyreek Hill in a 40-yard dash competition with some of the fastest players in the league. Who doesn't want to see that, right? And you know the players would be into that as well. So oh, yeah. uh, let's move to one of those guys that might be in this these skills competitions, and that's Mr. Jalen Hurts. Uh, the first team in the NFC to go 3-0 and was the Philadelphia Eagles, who dominated division rival Washington with a 24-point second quarter, which turned out to be all the Eagles needed in their 24-8 win over the Commanders. Hertz finished the game 22 for 35 for 340 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. This season, Hertz has been picking teams apart with his arm and is always a threat to extend drives with his scrambling ability. Through three weeks, he has four passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, and a 67.3 completion percentage on a team that has played better than any other in the NFC. Uh, Logan, turning over to you, how do you think Hertz has uh, looked uh and is he working his way into being a top MVP conversation piece? And you got to say, this if the season ended right now, Hurts would definitely be in those talks. But so would, I mean, despite Sunday's loss, Josh Allen, he's had a rock star season. Uh, Mahomes, he's always going to be in it. Rodgers, if he wins 13 games, you know, he's going to be in it for the three-peat. But my guy 
that I got as the top contender for MVP right now is Lamar Jackson. This, you know, rushing quarterback, you know, is leading the league with the number one passer rating. He's number one in passing touchdowns. He's number four in rushing yards. He's the only player in the Super Bowl era to have three passing touchdowns and 100 plus yards in three consecutive games. You know, he's that pocket passer rating is number one in the league. Uh, passer rating under pressure, number two in the league. This guy is putting it on this season. You know, we talked about him, whether or not he'd show up this season with the contract. He's showing up, and I'll give him credit for that. Yeah, I like the, I like the pivot to Lamar, but Zach, let's let's bring it back to Hertz for a second. Uh, how's he looking? And in, in, in your opinion, is he in the MVP conversation right now? He's he's playing lights out. I mean, he's on my he's on the top of the list on on my list for MVP, um, along with Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, the connection that he has with Devonta Smith and AJ Brown, um, it seems to be flourishing right now. Um, he play you know that team plays a fun brand of football that is just fun to see and uh but he's very fortunate to have those two great receivers you know on each on either side of him um i i do agree with logan that i think lamar jackson um you know he's 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 earning he's earning that paycheck right now and uh you know he's if uh if Deshaun Watson made you know made that much that amount of money this past offseason, I can only imagine how much Lamar Jackson's gonna make. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this at the 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 top of the season. You know, Lamar's playing for a contract, and he's definitely putting up the numbers to prove that he's maybe he's worth close to the the amount of guaranteed money he was asking for. I still think it's a big ask, but he's definitely proven it. You know, it hurts. Definitely playing great football. For me, my issue with him at this point is the the caliber of opponent. He's really beating some teams that are questionable. I think Minnesota is probably the best team they've played so far. Detroit and Washington being the other two. I would kind of expect these performances, especially the tail end of last season, him kind of showing that he does have the caliber to be a really good quarterback in the league. But I'm with you guys. It's It's between Lamar and Josh Allen for me right now. And, you know, Josh Allen's been doing it against the best set up uh, a step down this past week. Definitely a little bit of a step back with the loss, but who's playing this week? Bill's Ravens, right? So I think the winner of that game is going to be at the top of the MVP conversation uh, moving forward. Uh, Just keeping it on Lamar for a second. Do you think he can keep up this pace on the ground or, or is he kind of toying with fire? Zach? Um, I mean, barring injury, I mean, this is this is, the and that's kind of what I was meaning. You know, I mean, running quarterbacks, it's it's the same old thing, right? It's a kind of a matter of time, but he's kind of proved everybody wrong in his career thus far that he's going to sustain a huge injury running. Exactly. I mean, but I mean, as long as as long as he can stay healthy, I mean, I think it. I, it there's no reason it can't hold up other than injury. Um, you know, he's. He's well conditioned. Um, I, I think he can. I think he can keep it up as long as he can stay healthy and as long as uh, as long as he's got something to play for. He's got a good, you know, good group of guys mm-hmm. around him, and you know, he's he's putting out out he's putting up outstanding numbers, and you know, it's it's good to see. Yeah, I'm pivoting Logan. I I didn't hear a name. I thought maybe I'd I'd hear from you in that list. Are, are you they're saying Aaron Rodgers probably not going to three peat? I mean, he was in there. I, I definitely think that he's <laughs> behind the eight ball right now, and just with the with the receiving right. core he's got. We'll talk about that a little later. But 
I think he's on the list, but he's not leading the list right now. Certainly. But like I said, if you get 13 wins again this season, you're, you're going to talk about him as a candidate. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a, about a, a bit of a surprise, and that's the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are 2-1 and one and are alone in the first place in the AFC South after a 38-10 waxing of the Chargers on Sunday. Um, that's on the heels of a dominating 24-0 victory over the division rival Colts in Week 2. Every season, it seems as though some team goes worst to first, and the Jaguars look like a strong candidate to do just that. Looking at the state of the AFC South, Logan, are the Jaguars now the favorites to win their division? Of course the Jaguars are the favorite. I mean, that's no one's ever said they weren't, right? No, It's the Jaguars right now. Uh, my decision to make them the favorite is less on you know, what the other teams have done and more of what they've done. You know, last week was a benchmark victory versus Herbert. I know they're banged up, but that game snapped an 18 game home or sorry, road losing streak. It's the most points the Jacksonville offense has put up in two years. This Jacksonville team is really starting to like turn the corner for me. Uh, you know, their defense is turning, forcing fumbles. They're not making dumb mistakes like they've done in the past. It's early, but I like the way this team's playing, and I think that come December, this team could be in the playoff mix. You know, I got to give credit to Trevor Lawrence. He looks like he's doing a lot better. He's, you know, thrown for multiple scoring passes in back-to-back games, the first time in his career. You know, he's only thrown one interception this season. He's been more decisive in his reads. I think his comfort level is definitely a lot higher. You know, and and no team went a bigger head coach change than going from the Urban Meyer experiment that was in 2021 to now having uh, Pedersen, who's, you know, a Super Bowl champion or a coach. So I think that, you know, with Lawrence and the coaching and the defense, this team should win this division. Zach, higher low on the Jaguars. They're uh, at Philadelphia this week, six and a half point underdog uh, in that game. You think they take the Eagles and continue this streak? I mean, it's it's going to be a good uh, it's going to be a good test to see exactly where they are. I mean, the AFC South is always it's for except for the past three or four seasons, it's always been kind of more or less an, a wide open kind of division where really anybody could have taken it. You know, the Texans had their couple years where I think I think in two thousand twelve or fourteen, somewhere around there, they went twelve and zero in one season. So um, you know, it's a wide open division. Um, I saw that uh, Doug Peterson has tied Urban Meyer, I think, for fifth all time in Jags wins, mm-hmm. and he's only coached three games. So, um, you know, as as long as as long as they can keep playing, you know, good football, that division is has always been more of a you know weaker division, especially now that Peyton Manning isn't there. Um, or you know, I know he he hasn't been there for a minute, but you know that's probably the last. Uh, the last dominant team to be in the AFC South was the Peyton Manning Colts. And uh, I believe they even had a couple years where they didn't really win the division or anything. So um, as long as they can keep playing football, I mean, this, this weekend will definitely be a, a litmus test to see exactly where they are um, up, up against the, some of the better teams in, in the NFL. Yeah, this is tough, and I I still think I'm going to ride personally with Tennessee. I still think that at their core, they're the most complete team in that division. They have 
a more veteran presence at the quarterback role, um, which is going to come in, come into key. I think later in the season, Jacksonville has won the division. You guys want to guess since 2002, how many times do you think they won the division? 2002. Yeah. How many? We use that year because that's when Houston kind of came into the league. So since 2002, the realignment Houston comes into the league. That's about 20 years. How many times do you think Jacksonville's won the division? Never. I'll say, I'll say four. One time in 2017. So tall order. That was the year they made it to the AFC championship game and lost to New England. So we will see if they can get a second division title under their belt since that division got realigned in 2002. So moving on, somebody was going to be 0-3 after uh, Sunday's Raiders-Titans game, not to bring up another team in the AFC South, but um, that distinction belongs to the Raiders, who lost another close game on Sunday. While being 0-3, the Raiders have been in every game they've played. They lost by 5 to the Chargers in Week 1, lost in overtime to the Cardinals in Week 2 after blowing a huge lead, and were a late two-point conversion away from tying up the Titans on Sunday. The Raiders are no strangers to needing a strong second half of the season to be in playoff contention after winning five of their last seven to make the playoffs last season. Zach, are the Raiders, uh, is the Raiders season over? Are their playoffs hopes still alive sitting at 0-3? Well, you know, there's a lot of football left to be played, but I I think if history tells us anything, um, you know, I I would say the... um, the chance to make the playoffs for an 0-3 team is probably in the single-digit percentage. Um, you know, I, I did I did hear that Josh McDaniels, um, the head coach, had a meeting with Mark Davis right after the game and uh, right before press availability. Um, I think that was more or less showing that Davis is getting impatient with the team's um, winless, winless performance thus far. You know, it's a very talented team, has, you know, arguably the best wide receiver in the league um, and the not so bad quarterback, um, you know, again, arguably, but it's a very talented team, but to make the playoffs at 0 and three, you know, it's going to be a tall task for them to, uh, to make the, to make the playoffs and they, they got to start stacking wins when it counts for sure. Yeah, Logan, 0-3 and, and arguably best division in football. I mean, what is your outlook on the Raiders moving forward this year? Yeah, if you said going 0-3 in a season, in a, a division that has Mahomes, Herbert, and Wilson, man, you'd be in a really tough spot. But, you know, Herbert's dealing with those ribs. Letting Russ cook this season looks more like undercooked hot dogs than prime steak, you know. So, you know, Zach talked about it, it has a team that's 0-3-1. Yeah, it happened 2018 with the Texans. Uh, they started at 0-3. They made it to the playoffs. They're the last team to do it. You know, back then there was 16 games. Now there's one more game, so that gives you a little bit more chance. There's also one more playoff spot. So I think the division is out of reach for them at 0-3. But, I mean, I think a wild card spot is, is still alive. Uh, I mean, they're maybe on life support, but, you know, it's a resilient team. We saw it last season. You know, last season they, they had a, a shitstorm with Gruden. They had Henry Ruggs and Nate Hobbs both getting uh, arrested, you know. 0-3 is tough, but they've been in all those games, like we said earlier. You know, they beat a, the healthy Chargers, or lost to a, close to a healthy Chargers team, you know, at two points the last two games. This team is full of veteran talent, some small adjustments, maybe a coaching change, 
like they had last year can kind of spark this team. Well, if they're going to make a run, the next two weeks are going to be imperative. They play the Broncos at home this coming Sunday, and then week five, they're at Kansas City. Uh, if they win both of those games, I think they're still in it, but I want to ask a follow-up question. Logan, I'll go to you first. If the Raiders miss the playoffs this season, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, Derek Carr, is he done? Or they give him another chance because we've talked about this before. It's been a topic on the podcast before. How much slack does he get at this point? All-star receiver comes in. How many excuses does he have left over there in Vegas? You know, he's, they've given him a long leash. Uh, You know, he's been with the team, I think his entire career. I think he was drafted by them, but I mean, he's been there since, I mean, we're talking probably seven, eight years now. They've given him his chance, and, and he's kind of improved some years, but really he's kind of slid the last couple. And I know that last season they kind of made this great run, but I don't think that it was a, a upward trend. I think it was a blip. Um, I thought Carr should have been gone a long time ago. Um, they've given him his chance. If they don't produce this year, given the weapons that he has there, it's time to move on. Zach, I think you and I have talked a lot before about Derek Carr. Not so high on him. Do you think this is it for him if they don't make the playoffs? Should uh, I keep I keep keep want to keep saying Oakland, but should Vegas uh, move on to greener pastures if they don't make the playoffs this year? Well, I mean, this is his uh, ninth season on the team, and I mean, how many chances do you get? Really, I mean, <laughs> nine seasons on a team and. I don't remember them ever winning a playoff game if I'm um if I'm thinking correctly I mean come on I mean we've seen a lot we've seen a lot of quarterbacks with you know even minute minutely better um statistics and you know wins and everything else that goes into it get cut after you know 4 5 6 seasons so 9 seasons going on 10 seasons in the league and he hasn't really shown anything for it. He's had a couple good seasons where he starts out hot, and you know they're saying he's an MVP candidate. But uh, I, I think it is time to move on, barring how this season goes. I mean, he's got again, arguably the best receiver in the league. There's no reason that he shouldn't at least get this team to at least 500. Am I right? Yeah, you know, you say he's got the best, one of the best receivers in the league. This year, statistically, I know it's still early, but it's his second worst completion percentage across his career. <clears throat> yep. He's led them to the playoffs twice, 2016-2021, both losses. Uh, the Raiders' uh, last playoff win coming in 2002, I believe, at the hands of Rich Gannon. So I, I think I think Carr's probably, you know, run his time in Oakland. It, there we go, in Vegas. Uh, it's a win now league. It's been nine years and you haven't won. So I think it's pretty clear what's going to happen in Las Vegas if they can't make it to the playoffs. But let's talk about two teams that more than likely will be in the playoffs. And that's the Bucks and the Packers. So week three gave us what could be the last showdown between two of the best quarterbacks of this generation. The game was two, seven yards away from becoming a possible overtime classic. The Packers beat the Bucks 14 to 12 with Tampa Bay scoring their only touchdown with 14 seconds left in the game. 
which of these teams do you both think has a better chance of making the playoffs? And do you think this could be the last time that we see these two legendary quarterbacks go head to head? Logan. You know, both these teams, after after being 2-1, and one, they still don't look like their traditional selves, the powerhouse selves. But I, I really believe that come November and even December, these teams are going to look a lot better than they do now. The Bucks, you know, banged up. They'll get healthier. Rodgers, he'll grow more comfortable with that young receiving core. Uh, so I think that the fact that they're 2-1 is kind of a testament to the defenses at this point, more so than the offenses. But give me Rodgers and the pack. I know it's a shocker, but I think they're the stronger favorite right now. You know, unlike Rodgers' previous teams in Green Bay, he's had a much more balanced team this year. He can now beat you with the run game or their defense, or even their special teams right now is, are playing fantastic. So, uh, And that's kind of been one of their the thorns in their side the last couple of years, especially in the playoffs last year. So the fact that he's more of a balanced team this year, I think that it's really kind of the, the maybe a godsend for him that, that Adams is gone. It's making them a little bit more dangerous in all facets of the game. Uh, and, you know, they hold the tiebreaker right now. So if it goes into Green Bay in, in January, I'm going to give the edge to Green Bay again. So I think that um, I'll, I'll say Green Bay has a better chance to make it deeper in the playoffs. Uh, and, and as far as the last time, this very well could be because I don't expect both these teams to win out. Uh, you could have a a matchup between them in the playoffs early, or they could, uh, you know, play on the opposite side of the bracket and get bounced. Yeah, you know, it was an interesting game. I uh, said two, seven yards. That's because Tom Brady, I believe it was a, what, delay a game penalty there on the t- on the two-point conversion. Um, to tie it, Zach, did you watch the game? And, uh, you know, two classic quarterbacks, you know, last matchup, or do you think maybe we do get another Green Bay-Tampa Bay 2022 playoff matchup? Yeah, I mean, I, I give. I'll say the Packers have a better chance of making it to the playoffs. They they have their hiccups here and there, but um, you know the the Bucks, man. I my my good friend was over. We were watching this game, and uh, it just doesn't seem like the Bucks can really get their get their stuff together. You know, when they're on the, especially when the offense is on the field, the defense is playing well. It's playing good. Um. You know, I think uh, it, just, it. There's a lot of injuries on the offensive side. Mike Evans didn't play. Um, you know, the and uh, I think the Packers they had uh, David Bakhtiari kind of on a pitch count, and when he's on the field, I mean, it just adds a complete, complete different look to that team. You know, they're a dominant offense at that point, and uh, Rodgers has found. Looks like he found a. Uh, new favorite receiver in Romeo Dobbs, a rookie. Um, You know, they looked like they had a good connection. Um, And, you know, who knows? It's, it's Tom Brady. He'll always kind of find a way to get himself into the playoffs. And, you know, maybe Tom and Aaron go up against each other one more time in the playoffs. Um, I just hope it's a, I just hope it's a better outcome than this game. Cause you know, for the first, 55 minutes of this game the Bucks just looked out of whack and out of sync and just couldn't again for the well I think well the third week in a row they haven't been able to put anything together on offense until the last five minutes and this past week it was too little too late 
Yeah, definitely concerns for the Bucks. I mean, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Godwin's been hurt. Evans didn't play. I mean, that's that's two of your biggest threats right on offense. So uh, I think both these teams make the playoffs. I, I don't think there's much question of that. I'm a little bit more high on both of these teams. I don't think that either of their divisions are particularly strong. So it's really going to be a seeding thing. You know, where do they end up? Is is it a one, you know, one, three seeding, one, four you know, two, three, if that's the case, it's going to be tough for them to play and unless it's a conference championship game, which I agree. I don't think both of these teams make it that far with, you know, the Eagles, the Rams, the, they're still out there. But, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, for me, it's the last 20 years, you know, a lot of the time that I've been watching football, those two guys have been going at it. So I do hope we get one more matchup. You know, I do think this is Brady's last season, right? I think that's probably a concurrence between the three of us especially given his offseason trouble this past year but i would certainly like to see another green bay tampa bay brady rogers matchup before it's all said and done so we'll just have to wait and see where they end up when the season comes to an end but that brings us to the picks from week three we all did a little bit better than the week before so logan why don't you take us through uh, how we did in the week three matchups did we do better this week I mean, a little bit better than the week before <laughs> still not great uh Spoiler alert, you guys went nine and seven, I went eight and eight. So uh, you know, five hundred or, or just above. So um, you know, going down, we'll kinda of go talk about those games we differed in. Uh, you know, Raiders versus Titans. Brian, you picked Tennessee. Um, you know, that game uh certainly uh battle of the Titans there. Uh no pun intended. But uh you got that one correct. Uh Lions at Vikings, Zach, you took Detroit cover. It paid uh, off. And it paid off. Yep. Six points helped you there. Ravens at Patriots. We all got that. Um, Saints at Panthers. Yeah. We took Carolina, Brian and I, and Zach, you went to New Orleans. Carolina, you know, just able to, uh, you know, get there, I guess. Uh, not Looks a, like the Andy Dalton show will be showing his face in, uh, in New Orleans right. for the coming week. Interesting development there. Actually, in London this week. Yep. Set your uh, DVRs or get up early. So, uh, Falcons at Seahawks, the birds. I picked Seattle for some odd reason, but uh, Atlanta's looking to be a little bit better than probably we uh, we thought at the, end of the beginning of the season. Uh, I'm the, sorry, Zach and I both took Green Bay, uh, Tampa. That one and a half point spread came into play. Uh, the other one and a half point spread was the 49ers and Broncos. We all got that wrong against San Francisco. Uh, we all got Dallas on Monday night. But uh, going to week four, you know, Thursday night's in the books. Uh, we talked before that game. We all picked Miami. Um, you know, real quick, you guys think it would have been different if Tua would have stayed in? I thought Miami was the better team with Tua in. I know they were losing there. Um what was it, 14 to 12 when Tua went down. But I, th I, th I felt as though, at least on the offense, offensive side of the ball, that Cincinnati couldn't really stop them. Um, so I thought it was just a matter of time until Miami took the lead, until that scary hit took, took, uh, scary hit, a hit took place. I think they would have definitely covered the spread if Tua would have played the whole game. You think they yeah, would have won? It would have been a lot more competitive if Tua would you know, um, if it didn't happen. I think they certainly could have won. I mean, I, Cincinnati has issues. And I've yep. been saying it since the start of this podcast. I think they're going to regress this year. I think they have regressed this year. That mm -hmm. offensive line is still not good. And Joe Burrow, 
was struggling last night with where to throw the ball, right? Especially in the first half, they were just, you know, the crowd started booing several times because they he was just checking it down. He had no time to do anything otherwise. So right. I definitely think Miami had a chance. So, yeah, I mean, oh, he, I was, he was only sacked one time this season, but I did see that he was he was definitely getting rid of the ball a lot quicker. And uh, I think that sack was uh, Melvin Ingram, the off, mm-hmm. you know the off season signing by the Dolphins, and that that signing seems to be paying off uh, quite well for the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do believe that if the uh, Tua wouldn't have got hurt and he would have been able to throw that ball away and not take that hit, I think that Miami was certainly looking like the better team, even though they were you know behind by two points. I think that uh, overall, I think that the Bengals have issues, like you, like Zach said, you know they give up a lot of pressure, not necessarily a lot of sacks right now, uh, especially in that game, only one, but the pressure, the time he has to get rid of it is is quick, and you know Chase is having trouble separating, uh, particularly with, you know, the Dolphins' corners and safeties who are paying a lot of attention to him. Uh, so they need to go to somewhere else. They needed Higgins, who had a big night. But I think Boyd needed to be a bigger part of that. Um, but I think I think the Dolphins would have won that game. But anyway, co- cover the rest of our games this, this week. Uh, Vikings at Saints, Minnesota's favored by three. Brian, who you got? Uh, the spreads are tough this week. I'm telling you, um, this is our, what London game. I'm going to take, I'm taking the Vikings. I mean, Andy Dalton's coming in. I I don't know what he's going to look like with that team. So I think Minnesota bounces back and wins the game, at least by a field goal. How about you? I'll I'll go, I'll go with the Vikings as well. It looks like the, uh, absence of Sean Payton is being felt, um, throughout that entire organization. They just look, they look bad. Yeah, no, no home field advantage for the Saints, so I'm going to take the Vikings as well. Browns at Falcons. Cleveland is favored by one. Zach? Ooh. I'll go yes. Browns. I mean, I think the Falcons are uh, they're frisky, but I'll go, I'll go Browns with that, with that spread. Yeah, you know, it's one point. I think I'm going to take Atlanta at home. I, Cleveland is up and down. I think this is a trap game for them. You know, if they can have a trap game, you know, at this point with, you know, their quarter, they don't have their starting quarterback. But I, I think that Patterson and Kyrie Pitts, they come out, Mariota, and they, they put up some points at home. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm with you, Brian. I think that that offense is actually a little bit better than they were kind of predicted to be this season. You know, the Browns, maybe if it was in Cleveland, I would have gave them a, I gave them a, a pick, but I'm going to take the home team. Bills at Ravens. Brian, we know where you are. I am going to take the Bills. I don't think they lose two in a row. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I think, you know, th- last week, definitely a great game. We were together. We didn't get to watch, but, um, you know, 497 total yards of offense. They just didn't put the ball in the end zone. I don't think that happens again this week. How about you, Zach? Yeah. I'll uh I'll go Buffalo as well. And can we do something about um CBS not getting one of the what could have been one of the greater games of the season? I mean, I don't know if you tried flipping on the on that game, but uh they had some type of uh home title lock um you know, paid programming going on for the entirety of that game and it was kind of a kind of a buzzkill, honestly. I was looking forward to seeing Buffalo and Miami kind of duke it out. You know, I, Jacksonville I, regional I, coverage killed it. Yep, yeah, I, I taped the game. Um, 
and was able to watch it. We had a prior engagement, so uh, even though I knew the score, it was still a fantastic game to watch, and uh, I really do think it was one of the better games of last week. It's going to be a good division to watch. Yep. So next up, we have the Commanders at the Cowboys. Zach, lead us off on this one. Dallas is favored by three with Cooper Rush. It's in Dallas. I'll I'll take Dallas. I'll I'll ride the uh, Cooper Rush hot hand on this one. Said it last week, Cooper Rush. He could be the answer in Dallas. I'm taking them by a field goal at home. I'm also taking Dallas, but this is less on on Cooper Rush and more on the uh, the Commanders. I just I got no faith in them this season. Uh, and, and by three, if this was three and a half, maybe it'd be a different story. Um, but I'm gonna go Dallas as well. So next up, Chargers at Texans. Chargers are favored by five. Brian, does the ribs make a difference for you in picking this game? Uh, it does a little bit, but I, I think Jacksonville's better than Houston. And I think another week, a little bit more progress. I think Herbert's going to have a little bit of a comeback game. I don't expect him to be doing a whole lot of running, but I think he can throw the ball against that Texans defense enough to to, to win the game. Yeah, How about I mean, you, Zach? that was a uh, that was an embarrassment down in Jack or was it in no, it was in L.A. So that was an embarrassment to get beat by the Jags at home like that. I think uh, I think they'll come back and you know against a, another what will seemingly bad opponent. I think the Chargers will take this one though. Yeah, if the Texans didn't cover the Bears three, I don't see them covering the Chargers five. So I'm on the board with you guys. Next up, they got the Seahawks at Lions. Detroit favored by four. I'm going to take Detroit. How about you boys? Brian? Yeah, I'm taking Detroit too, and it's mainly just because Seattle has just not looked good at all since that week one win against Denver. Mm-hmm. Zach? I'll take Detroit as well. I I like Detroit. Jared Goff, he wasn't he wasn't horrible in LA. You know, I'm still a fan of him. Me and him share actually share a birthday. So all right. Titans at Colts. Indy favored by three and a half. Zach, go again. I'll go I'll go Titans. I think the uh the win that the Colts had over the Chiefs, I think it was more of a trap game for the Chiefs. Um, you know, I think Tennessee will kind of get their kind of get their ducks in a row. Brian, you following suit? Yeah, I'm taking Tennessee. It's a tough call. I do like the way Indy played last week. We got King Henry versus uh, Jonathan Taylor. I'd like to see Derrick Henry kind of come out and and show that he still has the throne, but I think it's going to be a great game. I'm going to take the Colts um, home game. I think that they are going to be better. Um, You know, battle the running backs. Got theoretically the best two running backs in the league facing off each other. Um, home game, three and a half. I'll, I'll go suit with uh, the Colts. Bears at Giants. Giants favored by three. Brian, who you got? Another tough pick. I mean, I didn't think the Giants looked particularly good against Dallas last week. Saquon Barkley certainly looks like he's doing a bit better. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think Justin Fields is going to come out and uh, surprise some people in New York. Uh, so I'm taking Chicago on the road against the G-Men. Uh, I'm gonna follow suit. There's been a lot of news about Fields in the in the, in the headlines lately about uh, you know wanting more control over it and, and knowing that he needs to play better. So um, I'm gonna go with the Bears in this one. How about you, Zach? I'm gonna go with the Bears as well, just for every reason that you guys listed. You know, I'm 
somewhat of a Justin Fields fan, so I'll go with Chicago. All right, and my uh, favorite game of this week is the Jaguars at the Eagles. I'm really excited to see this game, actually. Um, not two teams I traditionally look forward to, but uh, Jaguars at Eagles. Eagles are favored by six and a half. Uh, Zach, who you going with? I'm going to go with the Eagles. They just they look really good right now, and uh, I think it'll be competitive, but not that competitive. I think I think Philly can beat them by a touchdown plus. Ryan, how about you? I don't know. I'm going with the Jags on this one. I, th- you know, it's funny to say. I think I think Jacksonville's the best team the Eagles have played this year so far, right? So I, I think Jacksonville, if they put at the beginning of the year, you would have said the Chargers are probably better than Philly, and they just walloped them 38 to 10. I know Herbert was hurt, but I think Jacksonville puts up a fight, and it's closer than a touchdown game. Yep, I think the spread is what gives me the uh, the the nod to Jacksonville. Uh, I think Eagles probably win this game, but I think it's going to be probably pretty close. So I am going to go with the Jaguars as well. Jets at Steelers. This is a marquee game if I've ever seen one this week. (laughs) Pittsburgh is favored by three. Zach Wilson might be back. Brian, who are you going with? Well, I think if they start Zach Wilson, they're actually making their team worse. I mean, Flacco's like top five in passing yards right now in the league, which is crazy. So I'm taking Pittsburgh at home. I don't think the Jets have anything in there uh, to say otherwise at this point. Zach, you want to go ahead? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go Pittsburgh as well. I agree with Brian putting Zach Wilson in there. I think uh, doesn't make the team any better. I really want to go with the Jets on this one. Um, the Steelers have been just bad. Najee Harris has almost been a non-factor, you know, most of these games. I'll do. I'll go Jets. I'll go Jets. Um, maybe a bad choice here, but, uh, you know, maybe I'm leaning on the, the fact they had a good draft still. But They got to win one, right? They, I think they already did, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. They may have... Uh, the Bengals may have blown their load. Cardinals at Panthers. Cardinals are favored by one, shockingly. I thought this would be a little bit further. Uh, I think this is a good game for the Cardinals. Um, running back situation in Carolina is a little iffy right now. Is it going to be McCaffrey? Is it going to be Hubbard? We're not sure yet. He's had that thigh injury all week, hasn't practiced. I'm going to take Arizona. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to follow suit and take Arizona as well. I think there's just too many question marks with Carolina right now, and I think even if uh, McCaffrey plays, he's certainly not 100% going into that game, which I think he needs to be if Carolina had a chance to win that one. Wait, Christian McCaffrey's on the injury report again? Damn. Yep, yeah, can, shocking. Can you, can you believe it? If he's not, I, it's more shocking. Um, I'll go to Arizona. <laughs> Broncos at Raiders, Las Vegas favored by two and a half. Zach, who are you going with? Um, I'll go. Whew. I'll go Broncos. We'll see if Russell Wilson can kind of, you know, get get some stuff together over you know, over the worst team in the league. Yeah, it's been. Okay, it's, been a, it's been a slow start for Denver. I mean, there's no question about it. There's, they're really trying to find their identity there on offense. Their defense is pretty legit, though. I'll, get, I'll give them that. But I think the Raiders, they have a lot to play for this week. They do not want to go 0-4. 
little bit of desperation desperation football maybe this week by the the Raiders. I think they they come out and they they take the win at home. Exactly. Two and a half desperation game. Oh and four, you're done with. You can't recover from that. Uh, oh and three. Low chance, but oh and four, I think you're done with. Patriots at Packers, biggest spread of the week. Nine and a half points. Jesus. Mac Jones, high ankle sprain. Don't know if he'll go this week. Uh, I think he's been practicing, but I'm going to go with Green Bay despite the big spread. Yeah, I'm going to take New. I'm taking New England on the spread. I just don't like the spread given the 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 amount of points that Green Bay has been scoring this year. They definitely look better week by week, but they haven't put, been putting a lot of points on the board. So, you know, I could see this being like a 17 to you know 10 game. Not high scoring, but you know Green Bay, Green Bay controls it most of the way. It just doesn't put a lot of points on the board, so the spread's just too much for me. You know, not not saying Mac Jones is a good quarterback, but for him, for the starting quarterback of a team not to be on the field, and your choices are what Brian Hoyer and Ben Zap Zappy. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Green Bay. I think. Uh, I think their offense will kind of open it up a little bit and. We'll we'll see, but I don't. Th- I think Mac Jones not being on the field is that much more of a of a factor. All right, in a true toss up game, no advantage given. Chiefs at Buccaneers. I'm gonna go Chiefs. Buccaneers have been struggling. I know Chiefs lost last week, but I still think they're one of the best teams in the AFC. AFC is better than NFC this season. Chiefs. Zach, go. Go ahead, Zach. I'm going to go KC as well. I mean, for it to be even, for sure, KC, Tampa Bay just looks so unorganized right now. It's a home game, Brian. I'm taking Tampa. Yeah, I'm taking Tampa. Yeah, I think twofold. I mean, Mike Evans is back. Godwin might be back. Brady will have a little bit more weapons. Definitely a marquee matchup. I think there's some emotion in this game for the Bucs. You know, Tampa didn't get hit that hard this past week with the storm. But uh, I know Tom Brady's been very vocal about the community, especially Southwest Florida, which Tampa's kind of on the very northern end of what maybe you can call Southwest Florida. So I think some emotions run high. I, th- I think he comes out; they play well uh, for the state. Are they are they playing in Tampa or? Is yeah, it, it's it's in Tampa. It's yeah. in Tampa. Yeah. And for our Monday night game, we have the Rams at the 49ers. and for some odd reason, Vegas has San Francisco favored by a point and a half. This is your team, Zach. Are you upset that they're not favored to win this game? No, I mean, in the regular season, San Francisco has absolutely owned us. I mean, whether we're at home or away, you know, it's always a away game when we play them in L.A. So um, I'm going to ride with the Rams, though. I think this past playoff with beating them in the NFC Championship, I think that was a big, big hurdle for Sean McVay. And I think after getting over that hurdle, you know, we haven't been playing the best ball, but you know, we're, we'll figure it out, but I, I think San Francisco as well, just, they're still trying to, still trying to fit, um, Jimmy G back into that offense. I mean, he stepped out of the back of the end zone last week, so. <laughs> You're taking LA, huh? Oh yeah. LA. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, Brian, you go ahead. Yeah, I think I'm taking LA too. I just don't think the 49ers have looked as good as they looked at the end of last season. I think they have slow starts. So I'm taking LA. They just look better than the 49ers have to this point in the season. 
Yeah, I know it's a away game, but I'm going to go with the, Ra- the Rams too. You know, uh, we saw Jimmy G kind of mouth, uh, you know, your plays, you know, effing suck. So um, I think there's some disconnect in that offense right now. Uh, maybe they need to uh, to huddle up and, and figure out where they want to go and get on the same page. But until they show me that, I've got uh, no, not as much confidence in the 49ers right now. So, well, we'll see how, how it uh, shakes out. Yep, there we go. Week four picks in the books uh, for the audience uh, who doesn't have this beautiful spreadsheet like we do in front of us. Uh, the standings thus far, I, I lead the pack at an even 500, 24 and 24. Zach, one game behind at 23 and 25. And then Logan bringing up the rear 21 and 27, but plenty of time left in the season to get the ship right. So that brings us to our right uh, f- exactly uh, our final segment, as always, sit, start, cut. And this week's sit-start cut, we're going to go to the other side of the ball, more specifically the defensive line, and figure out who you guys would sit, start, and cut out of Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, and Miles Garrett. You know what to do. Who are you sitting? Who are you starting? And who is on the waiver wire? We'll start with Zach this week. Oh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a homer here, but I'll, uh, I'll start Aaron Donald. Um, I'll sit Miles Garrett. And I will cut TJ Watt. Ooh, Logan, agree, disagree? Who you got? Are, are we talking preseason? You know, healthy. Or are we talking current versions? Preseason. In- preseason. No current injury. Pectoral okay. muscles. All oh, right. Yeah. When I when I wrote this up, I was going off of you know best case scenario here. All right. Well, I'm going TJ Watt. He's been my defensive uh, MVP the last two seasons. I think he's. Uh, I think he's got it. I think Eric Donald, he, Donald, he's a great, great player. Uh, but I still think TJ Watt's better. Miles Garrett, I think he's not quite in the same conversations. I mean, I think he's just one tier down. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut him. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start TJ Watt as well. I just think he is probably the most explosive defensive pass rusher, defensive end there is in the league right now when he's healthy. Aaron Donald. He's a, a statute of consistency. I would want him on my team at, at, no matter what, even if it's just to coach up the young guys. Uh, and Miles Garrett, he's hit, he's hitting the waiver wire for me. Like Logan, you said, I, I think he's kind of just one tier below these these two guys, uh, TJ Watt and, and Aaron Donald. So I'll, I'll cut him as well. So. But there you have it. That has been another episode of the Sideline Sportscast. This has been episode number 45. Uh, get out there, watch football this weekend, week four of the NFL. It'll be a, a great week. And uh, as always, hit us up on social media. Let us know your picks for week four, and uh, we'll see you next week.